Hello, and welcome to the Right House Group Podcast, where we focus on everything related to real estate in North Texas. We aim to answer some of the most common questions that we're coming across in today's market. As we're rounding the corner, heading into March of 2021, the market is still red hot. There's not much inventory, and there's a lot of buyers. Donald, what are you seeing on your end that people are trying to do to make their offers more competitive or gain an edge in this market? Man, it's crazy out there for if you're the, if you're the buyer in this market. You know, it's not uncommon for homes to get, you know, 10 offers. And that's even if they're priced right. And then I've seen some situations where homes have been priced low and you're seeing 20, 30, 40. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy number of offers that you're seeing people get. Did you and say so 20, 30, 40 offers? Yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah. So like, kind of like you know, it's we have a client that made an offer on a property that it was listed like at three forty three, but which it was listed way lower than it should have been listed, and our offer was four hundred one, and we signed the whole appraisal waiver deal, um, and we still didn't get the house, and so I saw the other day that it ended up closing for four hundred three. So can you? Can you explain what that mean? What does waiving the appraisal even mean on, on your end? You said you signed that, but what is that? How does that function? Or, Brian, or Brian can it. you talk about what, what yeah. the implications of that are? So if somebody's getting a home loan, let's say for an example, a house is listed at 350 and they're in a multiple offer situation. The buyer agrees to offer 380 for the house. In a regular track contract, if no one waives the appraisal clause, the language for the buyer protects them to get out of the contract if the appraisal comes in short. What happens in this situation is most listing agents understand the language favors the buyer. So what they're doing is making them sign an appraisal waiver clause that says, hey, even if the house comes in for less, basically you're responsible for the delta. So what it does, it puts the buyer in a position to where if they're having to spend more money to get the house, you know, that can't be financed into the loan. They're just overpaying for the property based on demand. So they have to have the extra cash, not only to meet the loan guidelines, but also to make up the difference. If in fact, they're going above and beyond the actual value of the house just to get it. Do you see any other actions that people are taking, like waiving inspections or, or closing in a faster timeline, all cash offers? Like what makes the most competitive offer right now? Uh, I mean, first of all, I, I would never... Even if it's a brand new construction home, I would never suggest to someone to, you know, just purchase a home without doing an inspection, like unless they're just going to just completely, like if they're going to completely get it, that's a different story. But if you're buying a home that you're not planning to do any work to, or except for like painting, um, I would always recommend getting an inspection. And so, but I, I do, I do know that some people are just waiving the option period when they, when they purchase a home. And that's a huge gamble and one that I wouldn't be comfortable taking, um, even if I was paying cash for a house because you don't know until you don't know. And uh, when you get an inspection done, you, you, you know, the things that come up in inspection are typically things that 95% of the time the seller is surprised by because your know, people selling their homes. I mean, you know, people want, people want to do what they can to take care of their homes. And so they're surprised by what comes up in the inspection report. And if you're the buyer and you have just waived that whole option period, you're on the hook for that. And so, um, so anyway, so like, I mean, some people are doing the whole, like just waiving the option period, but what more people are doing is, you know, people are writing letters more, people are getting aggressive on like, you know, quick closing. Um, and, you know, most people know that they're, you know, if, if you're buying a house and you're getting a loan and you can't compete with a cash offer, 
um, you know, people having to, to increase the amount that they're paying for the option period. They are putting up more, you know, more earnest money and they are, you know, and like we talked about earlier, they are, they are waiving the, um, the appraisal. Um, and, I, and I get why a seller wants that because like, you know, if someone is coming in offering 20, 30, $40,000 over the asking price, and then you found out two or three weeks down the road that it doesn't appraise <clears throat> you're the seller, you know, you're in trouble because most of the other people that have made offers are gone. And so, mm -hmm. so you really only have that one, ch you know, one chance to get that offer. That's that far crazy over the asking price. And so if, if, if that, if, if the buyer does not waive that appraisal, that means they can come back and renegotiate the price. If you're the seller, you just don't want to be in that position. And you don't really, I mean, if you're the seller and you have 10 or 20 offers, you don't have to be in that position. Something we talked about in the past uh, multiple times is working with someone you trust to be able to get the loan pushed through as fast as possible. I would suspect with so many offers going out, Brian, you guys are probably inundated. Is there any way to expedite that process or is it kind of you're, you're beholden to whoever you're working with? Yeah, I mean, you know, to Donald's point, right, you know, you want to be aggressive in the areas that are realistic and you don't want to outkick your coverage everywhere. Sometimes people are just making the contracts look too good where sometimes they're paper champions. It's not attainable. They're just trying to beat out the next person. And so to Donald's point, I'm seeing right now anything under 400,000 could have 10, 20, 30 offers at a time. Um, when people are trying to get more aggressive on, you know, doubling the earnest money, doubling the option. And then what they do from a lending standpoint is they try to squeeze down the time frame on everything, the close date, third-party financing addendum, right? Um, so what happens is loans are already, you know, difficult to get done in a 25-day period or something in a traditional market. So when you take that and you shrink, shrink it down by a week because they want the sellers to know we can close quick, aka you can get your money quicker, that's okay. It's still doable, but it puts us in a lender and in a position of where, you know, I tell people it's like basketball. If the shot clock is 20 seconds and you give me 10, we can still hit the clock. We just, I mean, we can still hit the shot. You just have to watch the clock and work a little bit quicker to run the play. So the way to beat that again is to Donald's point, you know, true pre-approved clients, meaning all their financials are done up front, the conversation, and the minute that contract gets executed, because we're already working at about a 60% capacity on the timeline, they just have to double up on their speed and their communication to get some of that lost time back. So therefore you can meet the terms on the contract and do everything in a shorter period of time. And also too, like I mean, one other thing to add to that is that one of the other things that you know, becomes really important when you've got multiple offer, offers is who is your lender? You know, a lot of people are going to the whole online, this, that, or the other, because they can get like, you know, they can save $100, $200 here. But if you are the seller and the, and the, and the selling and the, the agent representing the sellers, it's very important to know who that lender is because, you know, one of the things I'm working with, you know, I like working. One of the reasons why I like working with Brian is because if I need to call him at literally at 5 a.m., I can do that because I know he's awake. And also, you know, I, I don't have to worry about calling him and not getting a return phone call. And what happens in when things go south is you can't get a hold of anybody. And if you're the listing agent that has had 10 offers on a house and things get dicey and you can't reach the lender i mean that's as a listing agent that is maddening as, I mean, as any agent that that's just a maddening situation to be in and i know like with someone like brian i don't have to ever be in that situation because he lives around the corner and if he didn't answer my call i just go knock on his door <laughs> this is true and you know you know also we we have a big 
team of people. So, you know, when people get overwhelmed and have a lot of work and need to move quickly, one man or woman can't do it. You got to have five to 10 people all working the assembly line, all carrying their part, which is what we actually do. The other thing that Donald's point on the lending side, you know, we've started to rush appraisals and rush everything else faster to get results back to the people. Um, you know, respectfully, those rushes cost money. What I'm doing as the branch manager is I'm just absorbing the cost. I'm doing it for everybody for the greater good of the relationship and the experience. So if a traditional appraisal is 500 bucks and the turn time seven days, I'll order an appraisal on rush for 700 and I'll get it back in four. Um, but I won't charge that to the consumer and I won't make it known to the realtor partners and all that because for me as a branch manager, that is just the cost of doing business. And I appreciate the partners and the clients way more than trying to nickel and dime everybody for, for fees. Um, but that that's a good long-term play in my opinion to keep everyone happy because uh, everything in this business is all about trust. And I think being able to you know do everything quickly, efficiently, and at a good price will help build those relationships, both clients and partners for the future. Today, I've been chatting with Donald Wright of the Wright House Group of Compass Real Estate and Brian McCauley. For all your mortgage needs or to connect with Brian, please visit dallasmortgagenews.com. You can connect with Donald at info at righthousegroup.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew for Brian and Donald saying thank you for stopping by. <laughs>